welcome to Holistic, a podcast where we learn about Jesus from head to toe. We know that he is with us, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. Listen to this. I wanted to read some scripture here. Excuse me. I am going to read several verses that are found in Colossians. And let's see, I could read all of it, but let's see, I'll start at um, I guess I'll start in verse 5, and this is the message version, which I've read on here quite a few times lately. I love that it speaks to us in a little more plain language. And like I said, sometimes I need that. Maybe you do too. But just listen to these words. This is the message. So this is the message of Jesus. Is as true among you today as when you first heard it. It doesn't diminish or weaken over time. It's the same all over the world. The message bears fruit and gets larger and stronger just as it has in you. From the very first day you heard and recognized the truth of what God is doing, you've been hungry for more. It's as vigorous in you now as when you learned it from our friend and close associate, Epaphras. He is one reliable worker for Christ. I could always depend on him. He's the one who told us how thoroughly love had been worked into your lives by the Spirit. Be assured that from the first day we heard of you, we haven't stopped praying for you, asking God to give you wise minds and spirits attuned to his will, and so acquire a thorough understanding of the ways in which God works. We pray that you'll live well for the master, making him proud of you as you work hard in his orchard. As you learn more and more how God works, you will learn how to do your work. We pray that you'll have the strength to stick it out over the long haul, not the grim strength of gritting your teeth, but the glory strength that God gives. It is strength that endures the unendurable and spills over into joy, thanking the Father who makes us strong enough to take part in everything bright and beautiful that he has for us. God rescued us from dead-end alleys and dark dungeons. He set us up in the kingdom of the Son, He loves so much. The son who got us out of the pit we were in got rid of the sins we were doomed to keep repeating. Christ holds it all together. We look at the son and see the God who cannot be seen. We look at the son and see God's original purpose in everything created. For everything, absolutely everything, above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank after rank of angels, everything got started in him and finds its purpose in him. He was there before any of it came into existence and holds it all together right up to this moment. And when it comes to the church, He organizes and holds it together like a head does a body. He was supreme in the beginning and leading the resurrection parade. He is supreme in the end. From beginning to end, he's there, towering far above everything, everyone. So spacious is he 
so expansive that everything of God finds its proper place in him without crowding. Not only that, but all the broken and dislocated pieces of the universe, people and things, animals and atoms, get properly fixed and fit together in vibrant harmonies, all because of his death, his blood that poured down from the cross. You yourselves are a case study of what he does. At one time, you all had your backs turned to God, thinking rebellious thoughts of him, giving him trouble every chance you got. But now, by giving himself completely at the cross, actually dying for you, Christ brought you over to God's side and put your lives together whole and holy in his presence. You don't walk away from a gift like that. You stay grounded and steady in that bond of trust, constantly tuned in to the message, careful not to be distracted or diverted. There is no other message, just this one. Every creature under heaven gets this same message. I, Paul, am a messenger of this message. And so here is Paul writing in this book of Colossians, and he is in prison because it says further there, I want you to know how glad I am that it's me sitting here in this jail and not you. There's a lot of suffering to be entered into in this world, the kind of suffering Christ takes on. And so he goes on to talk more about this message of Jesus Christ. But I just love what I just read because it puts so many things into perspective. It it reminds us of who Jesus is, that Jesus was in the beginning and is supreme in the end. He's towering above everything and everyone. He is so expansive that everything of God finds its proper place in him. And I love that it says about the broken and dislocated pieces of the universe, that they get properly fixed and fit together in vibrant harmonies because of his death, because of the blood of Jesus Christ. And we are a case study of what he does. You know, I don't know who you are now or where you are um, finding yourself in this life or where you're walking with the Lord. Maybe you're in a, a tight spot today. Maybe you're having some issues in your marriage. Maybe you're feeling discouraged or you're feeling distracted. Maybe you just feel lost. Maybe you're lonely. Maybe you're confused. Maybe you're worried. Maybe you find yourself really anxious today or you find yourself really depressed. Maybe you feel like giving up. It's just been too hard. The road has been too hard for you and you just don't want to keep going. Life can throw so many challenges our way. And sometimes it's hard to keep fighting and keep believing. Maybe you don't know Jesus Christ. And so me reading this to you seems a little strange. You know, oh, I know who Jesus is or who people say he is, but I don't really believe in him. Maybe you know Jesus. Maybe you've known him for a while. Maybe you've known him a number of years. Maybe you've known him, but you haven't really spent a lot of time with him. If, if someone asked you, if I asked you today, are you a Christian? You might say yes. But 
you don't really do anything different in your life than maybe someone who says they're not a Christian. The only difference might be that you would just say, yes, I'm a Christian, where maybe someone would say they're not. Maybe you don't go to church or you don't read your Bible. And and those things don't make you necessarily a Christian, right? But we need to be spending time with Jesus and reading a passage of scripture like that reminds us of who Jesus is. And I would also say, maybe you're somebody today listening, you've been a Christian for a long time and you know the goodness of the Lord or you've known it and maybe you've had a hard time lately and you just haven't been spending that time with him, that quality time. But reading scripture, a passage of scripture like that just reminds us, reminds us, couldn't get that out, of the greatness of the Lord, the goodness of the Lord, that he is worthy of all our praise and all our honor. Yes, life is hard and yes, life can just seem overwhelming and big and too much to handle. And it is sometimes, but that's where we come to Jesus And we read scripture and we're reminded of who he is, that he was there in the beginning and he will be there in the end. And yes, the enemy is working over time now and he's messing with people. I was actually just listening to a video earlier. I was listening some yesterday and finishing it up today. And they were, two guys were talking about the devil and how even Christians Um, well, the caption was, can a Christian be demon possessed? And they were talking about it. No, was um, the answer there. No, they can't. But the enemy can have power over them. Obviously, we see that in our world. And we see that in scripture, even with believers, the enemy can work in their lives. But what we also see is that Jesus is bigger than all of that. And so we come to the Lord and we pray and we do the things that we are supposed to be doing to help us in our walk. And we do it as a remembrance to remind us who we are and who Jesus is, that we are his children and he is our father. And he loves us so much when we spend time with him. He shows us things, maybe things that we're doing wrong, but he does it out of love. He does it because he cares, because he doesn't want us to stay in our mess. And he wants us to advance the gospel, to be his hands and feet here on earth. And so, yes, there's a lot of evil around us and there's a lot of bad. But be looking for the light. The light is there too. So keep your eyes fixed on Jesus. In him, there is no darkness. So we were once in darkness before we came to Jesus. But we are now in the light. And I pray that you know Jesus. If you're listening today, I pray that you know who he is. If not, I would say to you today to come before him. Speak to him. He longs for you to call on him. Not to call on other people. Not to turn to other things. But to come to him and say, Jesus, I need you. I'm desperate. I've been filling myself, my time with things that... Well, they're just not filling me up. And that's where Jesus comes in and he shows us how much he loves us. And we learn to trust him the more time we spend with him. And I mentioned a verse I've mentioned, I I believe, a couple times, um, not too long ago on maybe one or two of my podcasts. And it came to my mind 
um, even before I read this passage of scripture in Colossians, but it definitely came to mind again, which is Second Chronicles seven fourteen, and let me read it for you. I know it, but sometimes if I'm, you know, doing the podcast, I might kind of mess it up. <laughs> so let me look at it here. Ha 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 ha! Clear my throat. Second Chronicles seven fourteen. It says, "If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray." And seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin. Ooh, I was about to be real country. Sin. I will forgive their sin. Sin. And will heal their land. So this is to Christians. It says my people, God meaning his people. And we are his people and we are called by his name. So I believe this still stands for us. That we are to humble ourselves and pray and seek his face and turn from our wicked ways. And then God says he'll hear from heaven. He'll forgive our sin and he'll heal our land. And so when we're presented with the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, when we learn about who he is, we become his people. And the more time we spend with him, we should begin to really realize who he is, how much he loves us. And we are to humble ourselves. What does that mean? It means we're realizing who God is and who we are in relation to him, that we need him, that he is our father, that he is in control and that we can trust him. And so we come before him and we say, oh, God, I can't do this alone. You know, God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble So it's realizing your need for Jesus Christ, not that you're perfect, but it's saying, I need you, God. On my own, I'm a mess, and I need your help in this life. Jesus came and he died on a cross to set us free from our sin, to save us from hell. And no, sometimes we don't want to talk about that part of the gospel, but that is a part of the Bible. There is a heaven and a hell, but Jesus came and he died to set us free from our sin and our shame. So we humble ourselves before this wonderful Jesus and we pray. And scripture says we pray about everything. We pray without ceasing. We don't stop praying for the good, for the bad times. It doesn't matter. We're praying. We're speaking to him. We're having this communication And we're seeking his face. We're looking to Jesus. We're turning to him. We're not looking to ourselves for everything. We're not looking to people. We're not looking to things. We're looking to Jesus. We're fixing our eyes on him. And we're turning from our wicked ways. Yes, we are wicked You know, for me, the more time I spend with the Lord, the longer I walk with him, the more I realize I'm wicked and I need him. I need a savior. I can be so prideful. I can be so selfish. But thanks be to God for the grace of God. We're forgiven. And, you know, we get saved in a moment. But there's sanctification, this process where we're continually coming to Jesus. 
And we're saying, oh, God, that wasn't right. Or, oh, I didn't mean to say that. And we're asking for forgiveness. We're essentially, we're turning from our wicked ways. And when we do these things, God will hear. He hears our prayers. He sees us humbling ourselves and seeking his face and turning from our wicked ways. He hears us and he will forgive us of our sins when we ask. And he will heal our land. He will heal us. He is a healer. And he knows what we need, even before we ask. But we talk to him. We have communication with him and we pray. Because it's strengthening this bond. It's reminding us of who God is. And we have to exercise this faith muscle over and over. And put our trust in the Lord. And I think even more when things are really hard, we have to keep um, really exercising that faith muscle, right? Like still believing that God is good, even if things are seeming kind of hard around us. We're still trusting in the Lord with all our heart and we're not leaning on our own understanding. But in all our ways, we're acknowledging him and he will make our path straight. Life is hard. I don't have to tell you that. You know that. And maybe you're having a hard time. You're in a hard season, a a lonely season, a confusing season, a, a tiring season. Maybe you have young kids. Maybe you have teenagers. <laughs> maybe you're older and your health isn't as good. We can all be in these different situations or seasons. But the beautiful thing is that God knows where we are. He knows what we need. And it's such a great reminder in that second Chronicles that I read that when we humble ourselves and we pray and we seek his face and we turn from our wicked ways, he will hear and he'll forgive us and he'll heal our land. He'll heal us. He is in the healing business. He's a a great surgeon, a gentle surgeon. You know, he comes in, it's just like if you have cancer and you have to have surgery and they're cutting out the cancer. He comes in, our Heavenly Father, like this gentle surgeon and he he takes out the things that don't need to be there. And the more time we spend with him, the more he might reveal those things if we're open and willing, we have to be willing. And then he will gently remove them. It could be painful, right? Surgery is painful, but... We're learning something through it. And we're becoming more like Jesus Christ. And as I read in those verses, wow. What a beautiful father, Jesus Christ, we serve. How much he loves us. How much he rescued us. If you know Jesus, he rescued you. As that scripture says in this version, from our dead in alleys and dark dungeons. He took us out of that pit that we were in, got rid of the sins we were doomed to keep repeating. And he holds everything all together. We can trust in him. We can trust in the goodness of Jesus Christ. Yes, we were doomed to keep repeating our sin and we can still go there. But now we know where to turn. I pray that you know where to turn. And maybe you've messed up today. 
Maybe you messed up yesterday. No, you're going to mess up again. But by the grace of God, his grace and mercy, you can be forgiven. Ask for forgiveness. Turn from your wicked way. Know that he hears you. And he wants to forgive you. Believe that. And if you don't know Jesus, I pray that today would be the day that you would come before him and you would ask him into your heart, say, Jesus, I need you. There's no magic prayer here. But I pray that you would let Jesus into your heart, the blood of Jesus, let it just wash over you. Let it cleanse you, restore you, renew you, give you strength. Let it change your life. Jesus came to set us free from darkness. He is the light. And I pray today, whoever is listening to this podcast, that they would know they are loved by Jesus Christ. He died for you. He died to save you. Would you let him today? Would you let him save your soul? If you do, you will spend an eternity with Jesus Christ. Such freedom, such peace. But even now, you can have peace in this life. Jesus came to give us peace. He said, I leave you peace. He doesn't leave you trouble. He doesn't leave you discouragement or distress. He leaves you peace. Open up your heart to him. Keep your mind fixed on Jesus and let his blood wash over you and restore you today. May you be blessed. Take care. See you soon.